many nurses and midwives out there who are struggling with burnout and not taking appropriate care of themselves, neglecting their needs, neglecting their health, and consequently just feeling tired with a lack of energy and struggling with their physical and mental health. Now the questions we ask ourselves will determine the actions we take and the way we treat ourselves and our bodies. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some empowering questions that you can use to coach yourself, to start taking better care of yourself, to start initiating some healthy habits and behaviors and understand your values and what's important to you to help guide you in that process. My name is Nathan Illman, I'm founder of Nurse Wellbeing Mission, and I'm here for another episode. It's a solo episode this time. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm gonna have a lot of fun talking about this stuff. It's what I use with individuals when I'm doing my coaching, and it's what I use with myself to coach myself on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's the kind of questions that I'm gonna share with you today that I ask myself to take the kind of actions that lead to me overall living a healthy, happy and balanced life. Does that sound like something that would be of interest to you? I hope so. So continue listening. So let's just give a little bit of context as to what we're going to be focusing on today. The idea of questions. Really, we're covering here inner self-talk. So the way we talk to ourselves dictates our behaviour. Thoughts often precede action. A lot of the time we're not even aware of the stream of thoughts that is going through our mind. So the first step in all of this is to actually become a bit more aware of what you're thinking and how your thinking is affecting your behavior, which then affects how you feel, right? And it is asking questions or different questions that enables us to have different outcomes. So sometimes I see people getting it's stuck in quite a rut because they're asking themselves disempowering questions and then people often lead to these cycles of self-criticism which keep them even more stuck so perhaps when someone has wanted to go out for that evening walk as a form of exercise and instead they stay sat on the sofa they've done a long shift at the hospital whatever, they're sat in front of Netflix, they don't end up doing what they had intended on doing. Rather than asking themselves an empowering question to try and overcome the barrier of that lack of motivation, people will then start to berate themselves sometimes for having sat around and not doing what they intended on doing. And that can create anxiety and shame and guilt and just feeling quite low. And that does not help to motivate us in the long term. So let's get started with a series of questions that you can start asking yourself right now as you listen to this or at a later time if you wish uh, when you've got a pen and paper ready and it's going to help you to think about your self-care in a different way that, that is my aim for this episode so first question and this is something i like to use on myself and coaching clients all the time is we begin by being honest with ourselves. We take a look at the reality of the situation. So I like to begin with saying, if I'm being completely honest with myself, just by saying that and then having a question after it gets underneath these layers of denial and kind of excuses that we create for ourselves. 
So if I'm being honest with myself, if I had to rate my current approach to my well-being on a scale of 1 to 10, what score would I give it? So one would be I'm really, really dissatisfied with how I'm approaching my well-being. And when I say well-being, that can be your own interpretation of that. That can be both your physical and mental health, or you can include your relationships and that if you like. So one would be very, very dissatisfied. Ten would be really super satisfied. If you're at a ten, you are probably taking consistent actions every day to meet all your needs. You've probably got healthy boundaries in place. You're probably exercising regularly. You're probably doing things to manage existing health conditions if you've got them, or you're doing everything you can to prevent the deterioration of your physical and mental health. A one, on the other hand, is likely to be a real absence of health-related behaviours. Perhaps you feel stuck in a rut, maybe you're feeling burnt out, anxious, and maybe even worse, maybe feeling depressed. So give yourself a score. And the next question I want you to ask yourself, so let's say, for example, you gave yourself a five. I want you to ask yourself, why did I give myself a five and not a three? So I want you to compare the score you gave yourself with actually a lower number. Why a 5 and not a 3? Or why a 7 and not a 5? And I want you to come up with some ideas in your mind as to really what you're doing, what actions you're taking that enabled you to come up with that number, the original number you came up with. So it might be, well, I'm a 5 and not a 3 because I do go once a week to the gym and, you know, in the past month, I have made some effort to connect with old friends and, you know, at least a couple of times a week, I make sure I eat a salad. And actually a three would probably be, you know, I'm, I'm barely eating much fruit and veg and I'm going to the gym once a month. So you're giving yourself a bit of a comparison to give yourself a bit of a baseline benchmark. The next question I want you to ask yourself is, okay, what would have to happen to take me to get from the original number I gave myself, the original rating, so what would it take me to get from a, say, 5 to a 7? So just go up a couple of notches on that scale. What specific actions would I have to take? What, how would life on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis look differently if I were to be rating myself as a 7? Now, what this does is it helps us to imagine some of the things that are important to us about our health and well-being, some of the specific actions, and it gives us an idea about how we want things to change, an idea of where we want things to change. So it might be that, for example, to get from a 5 to a 7 for you, it might be to actually start that new hobby that you had been intending on doing. It might be that you had wanted to give paddleboarding a go or something, you know, if you, if you live by the seafront like I do in Brighton. Maybe there's a new thing that you wanted to try. So that would help get you up from a, you know, whatever it is, a five to a seven. Or maybe it would be to eat a plant-based meal maybe twice a week or something. That would help you get up a couple of notches on your own personal scale. So if you've got a pen and paper, I really encourage you to write this stuff down as we're going along, because it's gonna be really important to keep that to hand and also to come back to. So we're gonna sort of shift gears a little bit 
now, but then we're going to use this next part to come back to what we were just talking about. I want you to close your eyes if you can. Obviously, if you're driving, do not close your eyes. If you're at work or somewhere else where it could be dangerous, do not close your eyes. And I want you to ask yourself this question. What is most important to me in my life? Just let that marinate for a few moments. Don't rush it. See what shows up for you. So you might also want to ask yourself, who is most important to me in my life? Now I want you to ask yourself, how does my current approach to my own well-being impact the things that are important to me in my life? How is it helping me or how is it hindering me? So what I'm getting at with these questions is I want you to really imagine and take an honest look at how your health or perhaps your lack of health might be impacting important aspects of your life. So really about how this impacts you being the kind of person you want to be or how you're showing up in different parts of your life. So for me, I am a parent, right? So if I weren't taking good care of my physical and mental health, then for sure being stressed out and snappy and reactive would be impacting my role as a parent, as a dad, and as a husband. So I would be thinking, my response to that question would be, okay, well, I'm not taking good care of myself, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, and actually that, that is impacting my role as a parent. So for you, I want you to consider how your current approach to your well-being and your health is impacting your role as you know, a nurse, a midwife, it could be a lecturer or teacher, if you're working in education, and then think about other aspects of your life. Maybe you are a son, a daughter, a husband, wife, or parent. So when you answer that as honestly as you can, you can imagine it, use some visualization if you want. How is my current approach to my health and its consequences affecting the important aspect of my life? Okay, so the next question I want you to ask yourself is, if my health were to improve by 10%, just 10%, how might that benefit these things that are important to me in my life? So again, just really consider for a moment your current state of health. You might want to consider some of the things that you're struggling with. So do you have kind of chronic pain issue that perhaps you haven't sought treatment for or you've, you've had some recommendations but you're not really following them? Think about how that's limiting you, you know, that pain in the morning, that pain when you're at work. Think about, you know, maybe gastrointestinal digestive stuff, you know. Do you have a bit of a dodgy belly quite often? How is that affecting you? How is that affecting your mood and stuff? Think about your current sleep routine, whether you're on night shifts or not. Have you got a solid routine that is supporting optimum rest? Are you feeling tired in the mornings or during the day? And how is that affecting day-to-day -day life? So now, I want you to imagine that things were just 10% better. So what would that look like? 10% more energy, 10% less pain, 10% happier, 
how would that impact your life and your relationships and the things that are important to you? Really try and get a crystal clear image of that. So for most people, just 10% more is quite a significant amount. And when we're thinking about making changes in our lives, of course, we'd all love to feel twice as happy as we currently are or uh, you know, have twice as less pain if we've got some sort of pain condition but unfortunately often that's not realistic for most of us we want to start small so that's why i'm asking you this 10 percent question okay so let's start getting more specific and think about how we can start taking action right so ask yourself this if i were to focus on just one area of my well-being one area of my self-care which one feels most important to me right now? So that could be physical activity and exercise. It might be that you used to go to the gym or you used to go bike riding at the weekends or you used to go swimming or something and that's been neglected. It might be your diet, for example, or it could be sleep. Or it could be the extent to which you are socialising in your personal life. So just pick a kind of air of well-being and self-care that feels most important for you right now. Now I want you to ask yourself, what is the smallest action I could start taking from today or tomorrow that would help me move in the direction that I would like to with respect to this one area of my well-being so what we're doing here again is we're coming down to the minutiae we are getting very crystal clear and very specific about a change that we want to make often i see people saying oh yeah you know i want to start going to the gym more i want to cut out me oh, yeah i really should stop watching netflix till midnight i want to sleep better and they have all these things and of course what happens is when we have too many competing goals in our mind our brains are just not able to focus on one thing. So what we tend to find with behavior change is that by focusing on one thing, we're much more likely to be effective. So what is one small action you could take? It might be, I can go out for an evening walk this evening, or it might be I can prepare a salad for dinner this evening rather than ordering the McDonald's that I was likely to have. Next, I want you to ask yourself, what is a realistic goal for me to start making significant gains with this aspect of my well-being? So often when I'm working with people one-to-one, -one, I'll ask people to come up with a bit of a goal with respect to their well-being. And then more often than not, the first goal that people come up with tends to be over ambitious. When we're doing, having these conversations with someone else or when we're just doing this self-work, we like to be ambitious. We like to shoot for the stars, right? And there's nothing wrong with having ambitious goals with things. But often what happens is we go for super ambitious. We say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the gym five times a week. And then of course, most people just aren't able to commit to that. You know, you're only human. That is a lot of effort to do that, to stick to such a commitment. And then when people start to fail, they get into this cycle where they just say, oh, I knew I wouldn't achieve that. Oh, there's no point. And people get very deflated and abandon the goal altogether. 
So I often ask people to come up with an initial goal, say over the next week, what is realistic for me to achieve with respect to this area of my well-being and self-care? And then I'll just do a bit of light prodding and say, is that realistic for you? Know thyself. Think about your past behavior, your past process when you've gone through this kind of thing where you say I'm going to do something how likely is it really that you will follow through what you've just said and then often people say oh yeah you know what actually quite busy this week because I've got this uh, publication that I'm writing uh, and I've got to do a presentation oh and my kids have uh, swimming practice that I need to go to so we start to realize all of the obstacles right so come up with a more sensible goal now I want you to ask yourself In the past, when I've tried making this kind of change, what obstacles, challenges and barriers have I come up against? I want you to think about practical barriers and also internal barriers. So what are the kind of things that compete for your time when you're trying to implement these kind of changes? Is it commitments with your children? Is it not being able to say no with people asking you to do overtime at work and internally what are some of the excuses that you have tended to give yourself we all do this it's normal so let's have some self-compassion for that we all give ourselves excuses and reasons we kind of talk ourselves out of doing something so i want you to ask yourself that and to, to write this down if you've got a pen and paper now i want you to ask yourself this What do I need to tell myself in these moments in the following week to set me up for success? What is it I need to hear to help me take these small actions of self-care, small actions to improve my well-being? What is a kind motivational thing that I can say to myself? So this question hopefully will help you generate a bit of that internal inner motivation. A question I ask myself frequently is, what is it I need to hear right now? What is it? What do I most need to hear? And that opens up so much in our mind. It enables us to have a different perspective on our current situation. Sometimes it enables us to think like, okay, you know, what would my mentor say to me? in this situation or what would my less tired self say to me in this situation so what is it i really need to hear right now to motivate me okay so hopefully that has given you a tool then you can use when you're thinking about implementing this new action that's going to help you with your self-care and well-being now i want to come back to that part around your values and what's most important to you So a key fundamental thing that I really want to share with you is when we allow ourselves to be guided by our feelings, then often we don't follow through with the things that really are important to us. So what I mean by this is when we don't feel motivated by doing something, we feel a bit low, we feel a lack of energy, If we use that feeling itself to guide the behavior, to guide whether or not we do something, we just really are setting ourselves up for failure. 
So we've all had experiences where we, despite feeling rubbish, despite feeling low, despite feeling tired, you get up and you go and do something. And that's because that thing is important to you. That thing is important enough. And we can tap into that, right? So we can be guided by our values and not by our feelings. So that's why when we spend a bit of time thinking about what is important in my life, what is important enough to me to want to make these changes with my health, and when we tap into that, it helps us to take action. So I've already shared with you something for me which is really important, so that's being a parent and being a husband. You will have these important roles in your life as well, so not just a nurse or midwife, but aspects of your relationships outside of work. So for me, doing exercise pretty much every day of the week is something I know boosts my energy, puts me in a really good mood and enables me to be the best dad and husband I can be. So in the moments when I'm feeling a lack of energy and not feeling any motivation, which happens probably more than half of the days per week, I will say to myself, okay, why is this important to me? What's important to me in my life enough to do this exercise? And then because I've done this and asked myself this question so many times, I just get kind of brief flickers of images in my mind of me being in a great state with my son or with my wife. And for me, that is often enough to take that first step to get off the sofa or get out of a chair and take some action and go and start that exercise. So I'm going to encourage you to do that when you're not feeling like you want to do this act of self-care. You don't feel like you want to pick up the phone to call someone or nobody calls anyone these days, do they? To text someone or just reconnect with someone. Notice any feeling of resistance or lack of motivation or tiredness, lack of energy, whatever it is, and use that as your cue to make the behavior change or make the decision in that moment about whether you do that thing rather than how you are feeling. If you can go and practice that one concept in your life to not be guided by feelings and be guided by values, I assure you your life will improve, your health will improve, your relationships will improve, your work life will improve, everything will improve. So go back, listen to the questions that I've asked in this episode, ask them to yourself again, write down your answers and go ahead and start making these small changes because it's the tiny small changes that we make each day. We create new habits that lead to the big impact, the 10%, the 20%, the 30% increase in how we feel. So just don't accept your current state as you are right now. Do not resign yourself to how you're currently feeling. You can change, you can make a difference in your own life and that will help you make a difference in the lives of other people too. If you have enjoyed my enthusiasm, my motivation in this episode, this is exactly what I bring to people when I do one-to-one coaching. I have a coaching program for nurse and midwife leaders who are feeling burned out, who've been neglecting their own self-care and are wanting to take that to the next level to shift things around and to develop a healthy relationship with themselves so they can lead with confidence and lead in the way they want to in their role. If you'd be interested in finding out about that, you can just get in touch with me. You can find me on social media 
on Instagram at underscore nurse wellbeing mission. You can find me on LinkedIn, it's just Nathan Illman. You can email me, it's nathan at nursewellbeingmission.com or find me on my website, www.nursewellbeingmission.com. This has been a whole lot of fun. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, I really recommend doing that. You'll get more wellbeing tips, more of my motivation and enthusiasm and access to some amazing interviews with some fabulous guests in your industry. I hope you are well wherever you are and I look forward to coming back to you and bringing you the next episode in the next couple of weeks. 